0: It's so great to hear that Tears for Fears have gotten back together. And I've heard the new album, and wow, it really sounds like Tears for Fears. But if you want to hear a story about me working on this album, well, listen up. Radio
1: Richard. <laughs> Hello, Richard. Good to see you. Thank you so well, much. Well, good morning. It's, for been so <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so long. So today, you're going to be chatting to me about your work on sowing the seeds of love by tears for fears
0: indeed indeed what a yeah.
1: record yeah amazing i I loved listening to this i was you know yeah it was so zany and just so many quirky moments i was just like it was constantly in, intriguing i'd yeah. love to find out more but this was 1987 87 88? yes
0: indeed yeah. indeed so it was uh the year after breakout and right. uh I was, uh, boy, I was busy in those days. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, which is not to say I'm not busy now, but in those days it was crazy. And, yeah. uh, and it was fun, too. And there was a lot of good music around. And uh, I'm glad to say that in those days, the objective of music in pop music was to be as interesting as possible. And they yeah. didn't want one group did not sound like the next group. And I I loved that. And I, of course, I knew about Tears for Fears. Again, they called me, I think, because of Slave to the Rhythm as well. They, you know, I, I think that that record, for some reason, got me a lot of... Uh, Uh, kind of oh who did that record and so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um another great group that I worked with the feeling called me because of that record
1: oh really Uh, I love the feeling oh yeah yeah,
0: they 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 made a lot of really really nice records
1: this is Dan Gillespie sells right Dan indeed
0: and he does sell records
1: I know I mean well I I supported him actually at at a gig um it was a it was a very intimate gig and he was performing on his own and uh and it was it was wonderful i know he's written a musical as well everybody's talking about jamie which is a that's right musical. indeed yeah
0: indeed yeah no he's he's really really talented and yeah. fantastic yeah. voice and uh everything that's good about british pop is him Absolutely. Um, so yeah so i got a call come down to the studio from roland orzabal who uh, of course is, is the group is roland orzabal and kurt smith Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I got called up to come down to the studio and listen to this track. And the record had originally, they had already done this album and they were working on it with uh, Langer and Win Stanley, the producers, mm-hmm. but they just, I think what the real truth of it is that Roland Orzobald wanted more control. Right. Uh, and, he, and he wasn't happy with what was going on. So they took over the production themselves uh, Mm -hmm. assisted by, uh, Dave Bascom, who was Mm -hmm. a fantastic engineer. So that's what they did. So I walked into the studio and there they were and, uh, heard this track. And I said, well, you know, that's the Beatles thing, obviously. And, (laughs) and in, in a later interview, they explained why they had wanted to, uh, do this record themselves. They wanted something more interesting, more colorful. So I said to them, I said to Roland, "Why don't you just call George Martin? Because you've you've got all these Beatles things going on here. Why not just call George Martin?" And he said, "Because we wanted George Martin on acid." <laughs> so, so I said, "Okay, all Flip right." Flip it
1: into his coffee. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I, they could have done that, but I mean, <laughs> he probably didn't need the work and I was happy to have it. So, yeah, yeah you were. Know. So so I knew that they wanted something that was uber beetles, over the top kind of beetles. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really what I tried to do as much as possible uh, in the arrangement. Um, we, we copied the piccolo trumpet thing from Penny Lane. Uh, and nice. once again, Guy Barker came and did that little piccolo trumpet Legend. thing, and I wrote something that was sort of Ursatz Bach, you know, uh, yeah. for that. And uh, I had Kate St. John uh, playing the oboe, and uh, and well, yeah, she's just fantastic, and it's. I've been fortunate to work with her on, on lots of records, and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, she's just fantastic. So I, there's this beautiful little romantic oboe melody that I wrote to go over this instrumental section. Um, yeah. And there's some Debussy-ish strings going on underneath, and it's all very lovely and charming. And, and
1: those, are, those are real strings.
0: And yes, yes, yes. I mean, we yeah. actually did use a real uh, orchestra on it, and yeah. and uh, the thing is, you know, I guess I'm I'm rarely happy with the way records are mixed because, I mean, a, as fantastic as Slave to the Rhythm is, I know how it sounded in the studio, and it it was you know a huge orchestra. It's right. an eighty five p and it doesn't sound like that, and so, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the producer is in charge of. The record and and Roland wanted it to be a certain way. In fact, they used certain things that I wrote in some sections of it. They used it in other sections.
1: Oh wow, interesting. So so
0: so they they took sec- you know and those those were the yeah. days when digital was finally coming into its own.
1: You could do that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you and so that was that was the the world that we lived in, and everybody was mm. taking advantage of it. But of course, it was. I mean, it's a great record, and and the mix was. Tremendous, and it really yeah. is a, a powerful thing, and and it works with Roland's voice. Now, in this, I also did a song on the record called "Advice for the Young at Heart," um, yeah. which I which I think is the only other it's the only track on the record that has Kurt on lead vocals, uh, right. which to me is a is a slight, I, I'm it's it's unfortunate musically because I think his voice is was great and mm-hmm. uh you know roland has a more strident kind of voice uh more of a rocky strident kind of voice whereas kurt had a smoother pop voice which mm-hmm. i think was extremely attractive um, yeah. but i got the impression from working with them at the time that i mean for pretty much the entire time that i was in the studio kurt said very little he was very nice but he sat in the corner and 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 roland was very much in evidence as being the in charge of everything and uh so that was just the way it was uh however i think advice for the young at heart was a lovely track and uh the whole album is very interesting
1: this is the most one of the most political songs that they did right i think this is, well, I guess,
0: obviously I heard that when I when I heard the original track I heard that it was mm-hmm. obviously they were talking about it was an anti Thatcher song really you know the politics mm-hmm. of greed and most people at the time of course most younger people um disliked Thatcher intensely and and mm-hmm. thought that she was Ruining everything. So, so that's that was what what the song was was uh, about. Even though, obviously, um, I felt that way. I, I also was experiencing what a lot of musicians were experiencing at that time. People had a lot of money in those days. You, if you remember, there was the loads of money comedy thing, and it was a time of uh, affluence. And yeah, so, in times moment. of affluence musicians like you and me get hired a lot and there Mm. are lots of gigs and there's lots of records being made so from that point of view um, I have to say uh, we all benefited from the fact that Britain was had lots of rich people who wanted to have entertainment and therefore we all were working
1: right yeah (laughs) because yeah I mean that's traditionally our job you know if you look back to court musicians you know it's repaid by the very very rich
0: (laughs) yeah and and, and also a thing that i can't totally despise margaret thatcher and the reason for that is although i was completely against her politics i used to do a gig at the oriental mandarin hotel with a great vibes player steve vintner uh, mm. and Rob Rickenberg on double bass. And it was just a delightful uh Sunday lunch gig uh playing for a bunch of rich people who came in for lunch. And, and then
1: you uh, presumably you got a nice meal out of it too,
0: I hope. Well, we got, yeah, we got a meal out of Sometimes. it mm-hmm. downstairs, you know. With, oh, right, with, yeah, yeah.
1: No, not, not with everybody. Uh, no, not we the didn't get to yeah. sit at the
0: table or anything. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I mean, we had lots of famous people coming in mm. and... One or two of them were nice, but Margaret Thatcher came in with her husband. this of course was long after she had left power and and was living life as an older person. you know, and I have to say, very few people actually acknowledged the band, but mm. she made a point every single time she came there for lunch to come up, and she said. Jolly good music, thank you very much. Jolly good, I really enjoyed it. Lovely playing, and and and. A good exit You know, we, we were kind of holding ourselves back from from pissing ourselves with laughter, but we were also really chuffed. You know, yeah we, woman I, who had been the prime minister came up and said she enjoyed our music, so that was. It was an interesting experience. Well, I
1: I have to say that that I had a concert where I I was performing. I didn't realize who I was actually performing for until I turned up. And it was um, a lot of a lot of conservative politicians, including David Cameron, who was former prime minister and. I had a very different uh, response from him because I I was singing a song and it was one of my kind of angrier songs and I, and it was a bit loud apparently for him so he 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 asked for us to turn it down. Oh boy. So it was it was a it was a different um different kind of vibe. Yes. But I did get some nice nice compliments from Jeremy Paxman was there and he and he was very complimentary which is nice. Oh good. good.
0: Well, that must have been anyway. fun. Yeah, did he ask
1: you know, any the, hard questions? Yeah, I know University Challenge. Well, you know it's funny. I had this other story from when I was actually next to him in the in the makeup chair uh, when I was on Stars and the Rise Kids when I was impersonating Judy Garland as a little thirteen year old wow. girl with braces, wow. um, and he was next to me at Granada TV because he was filming for the University Challenge. And I remember telling my parents that you know I said, "Oh, Jeremy Paxman was next to me," and. But I was confused because, you know, he was surrounded by all these girls doing his makeup and hair, and he was asking them, what does reflexology mean anyway? <laughs> and I and I laughed because I was like, I even I know what reflexology is. <laughs> and I'm 13, and, I, and my mom said, it's probably because he was looking for a foot rub from one of the girls
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's possible too and i I've, I've always liked your mother so there you are
1: yeah there you go yeah. there. Well, I mean, we, we, I, dive, we digress don't we quite yeah, a lot we do. There, but... <laughs> but, but that's
0: that's one of the things you get on radio richard you get interesting ideas and facts that you would never hear anywhere else thank you
1: indeed <laughs> indeed well th- thank you so much richard i i look forward to uh to talking to you more about future records if you want to uh, you've had so many incredible arranging gigs over the years and stories and wow it's incredible to hear about them so thank well, you thank you and
0: i'm not sure what's next but there will be something coming up for those of you who listen to and subscribe to radio richard hi i'm richard niles and i'm here to tell you about my podcast and my youtube channel radio richard now They say the best things in life are free, but are they really? Let's see now. Love. Well, that's never been free except for maybe a brief period in the 60s. The moon belongs to everyone? (laughs) Try telling that to Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. But subscribing to Radio Richard is absolutely free. It costs you nothing. Not only that, we actually pay you. (laughs) How do we pay you? I'll tell you, with thought-provoking interviews with amazing, award-winning artists. Where else can you get my interviews with jazz icons like Pat Metheny, Barry Manilow, Chick Corea, Lyle Mays, Michael and Randy Brecker, Bob James and Wayne Shorter? Come on now, like, share and subscribe. You'll help keep this podcast alive and make the world a hipper place. Radio Richard. It's absolutely free.